the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 196. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. We're doing doing like an emergency episode. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, how are you? But I don't even know that that's that's why I pause for a second, because that's normally what I say. How are you? How the heck are you this week? Um, that's what I hope that we can chat about how we yeah. are and how we've been processing um, the chaos of the week um, that happened on Capitol Hill in DC and the yeah. attempted coup. Yeah, I'm a little fried. I'm a little fried out. Um, uh, I cranked out and I've been writing, you know, as much as I've been thinking about it, of course, like we all have. Of thinking about it, but I have to write it down. I have to write the, I have to get those thoughts out of my head and onto paper or they, um, I swirl around them too much, you know, they become sort of an obsession. So I, I've been writing pretty feverishly. And then this morning I, I, I synthesize my thoughts into a newsletter. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh my God, I, uh, so we, so you didn't yeah, have internet, right? Yeah. Let's back it up to Wednesday. Cause we yeah. started off the day together, um, last Wednesday, um, recording a beautiful episode with, uh, Natha Campanella forecasting for the year <laughs> talking about, you know, um, Capricorn energy from the last year about government and then talking about the Aquarian age and kind of the thing that we were moving into and that we get to do things differently. And then we got off that recording and I tried to record a live class and the world was like, no, this is not happening. Your internet is shutting down. So my whole town lost internet. And then I started seeing a few little blips on my phone about what was happening, Sandra. And I was Mm -hmm. totally confused and I couldn't get information. I felt completely um, in a panic Mm. Like what is happening in the world? And I can't get information. 
and I spun out. I completely spun out. Mm. What about mm. you? What, ha- what was the beginning like for you? Uh, well, I, um, uh, I think I was just getting, I was trying to do some work on my computer and, um, I think I had flipped over to Facebook or something. And I was like, wait, what, what are these messages? What is happening? You know? So I, I, you know, went over to CNN.com and I was like, oh, oh, I need like, and then I started texting my husband and I was like, oh, wait, I need like, I need like a live feed. (laughs) And so my daughter was at school in the, we have only one TV and she was in the TV room at school on her computer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're, you're going to have to mute that. <laughs> you're going to have to mute yourself because mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to turn on in, yeah, in SNBC. Um, and uh, so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And then she only had about 20 minutes left of school, but we just were, were glued to the news. And I felt, I, I had that feeling you know, like, um, you know, sort of like, you know, like we did in, on 9-11, you know, like I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted my husband at home. I, you know, my kids were home. I wanted my husband home. I just had that feeling, that overall feeling of unsafety yeah. that like kicks your adrenaline and, you know, amps up your cortisol, that feeling, um, yeah. very acute feeling. Feeling. Yeah, I I was super frustrated, Sandra, because I had recorded a live class that didn't go well. You know, like I got dropped out of the out of the class, so I was trying to like manage and upload the video and like just do work, right? And then to have this kind of feeling come in or see something on my phone, which my phone was getting service, but not my home. And then my TV is all connected to the internet because I have Apple TV. So you can't really watch, you can't watch TV without the internet. So I was in this bubble of bizarre kind of, um, I was in a bubble for sure. And I, and I texted you later on that day and I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? I need, like, I needed some information and, um, Natalie was giving me information as well, but I logged on for a minute. I had I had internet and I had logged on to, I had a 12 o'clock call with a consulting group I'm part of. And that's when like little blips of the internet were working. And so I was kind of poking around and I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I started crying. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And it just felt Mm -hmm. like a bad dream or like a slow motion nightmare. And I don't know, my body just, my throat closed up. My, I just, I can't even quite describe it. it. It was just like I was paralyzed or something for a little bit, like my thoughts and my actions. I just felt stuck. And um, I didn't feel good. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't feel good at all. It felt, and then I felt like I had a need to satisfy um, kind of like I did when I used to drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was eating out of a bag of chocolate chips. I was um, Mm, mm -hmm. doing some things to numb and incessantly checking my phone, hoping that the internet would be back or that I could have some news. I was like obsessed. I was, I couldn't stop touching my phone. 
Yeah. 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 I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop watching it. I felt like if I even walked away and went to the bathroom, something, you know, even more horrible would happen and that I need, felt like I needed to witness. And, um, I did end up about right when DC went on curfew, when it got dark there, I felt like, okay, I think I can walk away from it for a minute. And I went to the store, the little store that I used to buy wine at, you know, daily. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, you can, uh, this way the store is laid out, you can totally avoid the section. Um, um, you know, but I, yeah, I went and got like an armload of frozen pizzas, <laughs> just <laughs> a pile, a stack. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Good option, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I t- texted my husband, it's like, uh, kids and I are having pizza. You can have a salad, but it's. <laughs> right this is you can make plan. that yourself we are having pizza <laughs> we had pizza that night too Sandra <laughs> my son picked up a pizza for us at the little store in town but yeah we it was a pizza night as well wow yeah it was like something about yeah like bread and cheese I had crispy bread bread and cheese is what I needed mm-hmm. um but then yeah and then my husband got home and he was just like on he looked like a deer in headlights you know high alert and, um, and yeah, we were glued, uh, you know, he, I, you know, finally called it in and went to bed mm-hmm. probably around nine, but he stayed up for a little longer even. And then we, you know, got up and we're, you know, drinking our coffee and, you know, both relating to each other, how shitty we slept and how horrible we felt, you know, kind of hung over when you're just like on high alert. Yeah. And, um, but then you know, as we were talking through it is when I started processing, you know, some of the feelings that I was having and I don't know, I, I like to just take you through it if that's okay. Yeah, please. So, so uh, when I, so I was a bartender and a waitress for over 20 years. And, um, if anyone's ever worked in the restaurant industry, you know, that, um, you know, you, your adrenals are just constantly like teetering on the edge, of, you know, of chaos all the time, you know, I mean, I mean, sure there were slow nights, but you know, you'd walk into like, you know, Friday happy hour or Sunday brunch shift and you were like prepared, like it's, you know, shit's going to go down today. <laughs> but I'm ready, you know, and, and, you know, or then there were nights where, you know, it'd be like a slow Tuesday night the manager would send half the staff home, but then forget that like the concert next door wasn't going to let out until 9 PM. And, mm-hmm. you know, the restaurant would just completely fill up and people would be spilling out onto the sidewalk until midnight, you know? And, but, but the thing was the only thing that like kept me f- from, seriously, like just taking my apron off and walking out to my car mid shift and just driving away (laughs) was, um, if there was like a good, a manager, you know, like if just knowing that there was leadership, a manager that Mm -hmm. like had, was orchestrating things and kept the train from, you know, completely going off the tracks, it was op- doable. I could operate, even though my adrenaline and my cortisol was just like, you know, 
just flooding through my body, um, I could operate under those conditions. <laughs> um, just knowing that there was somebody, there was some leadership, you know, there was somebody in control there. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was like this feeling of, of safety, um, even though, you know, even under chaos, there was still a feeling of safety. And, you know, and I started thinking about like how, when I was a drinker, you know, uh, my life was, the train was always derailing, right? Right. Hey, there was no manager to keep my life train on the tracks. (laughs) Um, you know, the irony is that, uh, you know, the, thing that derails the train also makes you oblivious to the derailment. Right. So you mm-hmm. just keep getting back on the train. Yeah. And, uh, so when I got sober for the last time in 2014, I can't, I've, I've said this before and I've tried to describe it before, but what I was like desperate for, was a feeling of safety. Yeah. It was like, I needed to drain my body of cortisol, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, even though your intoxicated brain you know, is oblivious to that feeling of unsafety, your body knows, right? Your mm-hmm. body knows that you have been in constant fight or flight, you know, for decades. Yeah. And like, you know, like I so longed for it. Like, I just wanted to be wrapped up on any old grandma's couch in a crochet blanket, mm. <laughs> with like yes. with like tea and cookies and within reach for a year. That's what, that's what I want. I just wanted that feeling of like safety yeah. and, um, in sobriety provided that at eventually, you know, it took like a couple of years of some critical self-care. Um, but you know, I finally kind of met that feeling of, of safety that I was just so desperate for, mm. but then came 2016, <laughs> Right. And, you know, and suddenly it felt like there was just no competent manager at all. Right. You know, at the helm. And, you know, I could feel that sort of old survivors flinch, you know, when you're like ready to flinch at a loud noise. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of started feeling that creeping back in. And then of course, last year, 2020, just kind of, that just took that to, to 11. Um, Yeah. And, you know, so then it just culminated, like, it was like it culminated to, you know, January 6th. And then the America's train just completely derailed. Mm -hmm. And, um, but remarkably, you know, I have a new manager now and, and her name is sobriety (laughs) Mm, and she kept my personal train on the tracks, you know, and, um, but but what I kept, what I was taught, so as I was unpacking all of this, all of these thoughts, I was telling my husband, I was like, but this is what black, brown, and indigenous people feel in our country, you know, that live in our country feel all the time, right. you know, I mean, what a priv- privilege it is to have glimpses of safety, even if just, if it's just a glimpse, right? Absolutely. Because if you're not white, you constantly feel under attack. Absolutely. And that's a fucked up way to feel. 
I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can hardly stand feeling it for an hour now. Right. And, and so anyway, um, boy, yeah. you know, I just, I was like, if I could throw a crocheted blanket over the whole planet right now, I would, I mean, we get on have, that. yeah. Right. <laughs> need to get to crocheting. <laughs> yeah, it needs, I, you know, but hu- we, it needs a blanket hug. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> I like that cast. That I blanket. mean, yeah, well, I just, um, yeah, go ahead. You've hit, so you've hit the nail on the head, of course, like you do, um, safety, right? Yeah. When we were drinking, this this feeling is so familiar this week. And I, it is almost like I was above and outside my body recognizing it. Cause I recognized I went to the freezer and got a whole bag of Ghirardelli dark chocolate chips, right? It's the only chocolate I have. So I'm going to eat that until I feel sick. And then um, I'm drinking my non-alcoholic drinks alcoholically. I recognize it. I can see it. Mm -hmm. I give myself permission to do it. Um, But the thing that struck me and that what you've just said really resonates is that when I was on my phone, there's a, there's a friend of our show. Her name is Summer Hamrick, and she also hosts a podcast. Um, and she is a real smart cookie. And what she put on her Instagram feed was, um, she put, said like, spoiler alert, no one is coming to save us. And I think that's the fear that lodged in my body on Wednesday. And especially since I couldn't get very clear information I felt like what I was seeing, the little glimpses that I was seeing of tattooed, face-painted, horn-wearing, animal pelt, coat, man, like that gave me a lot of fear. (laughs) And no one is coming to save us. Like no one is stopping this. And is this happening all across the country right now? I didn't know. I didn't know that unknown. I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that feeling like you're talking about of just, I lived with that for a really long time. And so all the work that we've done, right? All the things that we do and all of the healing practices and therapy and journaling and all of the work, all of a sudden I thought like, I don't feel safe. I'm in complete flight mode to where to wit, I mean, I'm already dreaming about leaving the country. So it's like, um, but that's privileged too, that I have the option that perhaps one day I could leave this country. How privileged am I? Um, all of it just kind of was like a heavy weighted blanket, but not a good kind on Wednesday. I just felt paralyzed. I was immobilized on my couch doing the same thing, incessantly checking my phone, drinking my NA, uh, hop water, eating chocolate chips, trying to watch TV or the internet. It was this loop that felt like chaos. And it felt like I fucking did Mm -hmm. this when I drank and I could see it from above. It's almost like I had another view of myself, Sandra, but I could not stop it. I could not stop it. And finally for me at like nine o'clock at night, I was like, I need to go cut some things. (laughs) I need to, I cut collage for hours and just cut and cut and cut and cut and cut. And I, I just made it kind of a, like a little joke about, it. I was just saying, I got drunk on collage last night because I had to do something where I was moving, but I didn't feel like I could move too much. Right. Um, so my body was just like, I could pay attention to myself, but I still couldn't stop myself for hours on end on Wednesday um, until I moved over to my desk and finally set the phone down and just picked up some scissors. So 
it was very weird. It was very weird being that aware and, and feeling all of it in my body as well, somatically knowing like, oh, I need to ground. I need to do this, but then going, but I don't want to, like, I know there's tools, but right now I didn't want that for most of the day that day. I just watched myself and it did not feel good and safety. You're right. That was the, a really right. big, a really big part of it. Not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yesterday, which was the day after um, January 6th, um, uh, you know, I, w- I was in my studio for six hours yesterday and just, mm-hmm. you know, feeling that like my studio cocoon is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And boy, do I have a lot of gratitude for, yeah, the accessibility of, of tools that make me feel safe. Yeah. Um, I'm so much gratitude because that's, you know, that's how I process that feeling now. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, um, it's not like I forgot. I actually actively didn't want to do anything about it. I kind of wanted to feel the feeling, um, there is a kind of, um, when I was drinking, there was a feeling that I liked on the second drink. You know what I mean? Like I, I knew what was coming. I kind of liked that buzz. I kind of liked that where I was headed. I, once I took the third drink, all bets were off and it was kind of like a surprise what was going to happen next, you know? Um, and so the other day, it's almost like I kind of not saying I loved the feeling, but I kind of, it was familiar and it was almost like this weird um, way to sink into myself, I guess. And like I said, it was almost like I was on the outside too, checking in every once in a while. And it was like, it had to get to kind of a fever pitch to where I was going to go. No, go grab your toolbox out of your purse, go do something about this. And then I took a hot shower and tried to remember the things I did in early sobriety, right? Mm -hmm. Hot shower kind of like would wash the day off of me. And yesterday Um, as soon as I woke up, I started, um, gluing things into my sketchbook and, and tidying up the mess uh, that I'd made Uh, the night before I never leave my desk a mess before I go to bed, Sandra ever. Mm -hmm. I look like I had, (laughs) it looked like, I don't even know, like Geppetto's workshop. I don't know, like with wood shaving, there was like (laughs) paper just everywhere. And it looked like a beautiful mess. And I thought I'm leaving it because I'm going to wake up and I'm going to get right back to it tomorrow so that I don't put it all away and tidy up the mess. No, I feel like a fucking mess right now. And it's okay. Right. Not drunk. Um, my kids here with me. We've been talking about it most of the day. I'm going to wake up in the morning and finish processing, you know, what I needed to. And I did. And like you said, it was such a great tool to be able to have, um, a format to do that in. And I'm not saying like that collaging is going to cure your, what ails you, but for me, (laughs) you know, that's what it did. And like you said, you being in your studio, what did you do in your studio? What was your chosen, um, medium yesterday? Like, how did you work? Oh, I was just making things, just sewing. And, um, you know, and then I, I had, I just, yeah, uh, cutting fabric, stitching things, just keeping my hands busy. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, what I did. That's it. So that's not even like the activity. It's the keeping the hands busy. You're right. Me cutting felt, I don't know, felt really good. <laughs> felt really mm-hmm. good to cut paper. Um, 
and to channel my thoughts, you know, to something other than what was on the news, or even if it was of thinking of that bizarre guy. Um, I don't know. It was just, I, I don't even have words. It just, it's, it's just, uh, it was my hands. You're right. It was doing something with my hands. Mm-hmm. That was good. Medicine. And not in a way, not in a way to bypass it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause right. I, I think, I think there's things that we can do that do just, you know, completely, um, where we just try to completely disassociate. And I know that it's, there's a line there, you know, Mm-hmm. You, you, sometimes it's too much, it's too intense mm-hmm. and you do have to disassociate, disassociate a bit. Um, yeah. And I'm real good at that, Sandra. Yeah. That's how I've coped with a lot of my marriage issues is, um, is doing that. And yeah, I think that's almost why I wanted to feel it and stay on the couch and do the behaviors I was doing to kind of just like feel it. But then physically moving to my desk and taking an action while thinking about those things. I mean, I was thinking, and then part of me was judging myself going, are you just, you know, are you just going to try to make something pretty when you feel like this? Are you going to try to, you know, and I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just doing intuitively what my body wants to do right now. I'm just going to listen to that. And I'm not going to judge myself or try to overthink it to death. Um, It was hard because yeah, I was in my head a lot about and having a lot of judgment, a lot mm-hmm. of fucking anger, judgment. Fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anger. How we fear. got here. So I just, mm-hmm. I just kept vacillating between the two emotions. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it's, it's felt um, like yesterday was a day of kind of putting myself back together you know, and working with women was helpful and going to my 12 step meeting in the morning was helpful. Writing was helpful. Um, I had family dinner with Steve and Grady last night and my son's girlfriend, who's just so sweet. And, um, it was a nice reprieve to, we talked about things that were happening, of course. And my husband had told, told us about a month ago, something like this was going to happen. And he follows a ton of political Mm -hmm. websites and he just, he's into this kind of thing. And of course he didn't say the Capitol is going to be breached, but he said there is going to be, you know, these, a riot or something of this kind. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's building, it's happening. You know, Trump wants to be um, pardoned. So just wait to see what he does Mm -hmm. to get that pardon. And I kind of was like, you really think that's going to happen? I don't know. I don't, you know, very naive. And so it was interesting mm-hmm. to talk about it after the fact and be like, wow, yeah, that's how it, that's how it became, came to be. Um, yeah. And the lack of, of um, security. Yeah. The security was breached on every level and that's what I felt in my body. Right. Mm-hmm. Like where are the adults? <laughs> Who's in charge? <laughs> You know, but we didn't drink, right? We no. didn't drink. Like I, I looked at my husband that night and, you know, and it was after I had gotten back home from the armload of pizzas. And I was just like, I just need to tell you that if I was drinking right now, I would have three bottles of wine in my hand yeah. <laughs> instead of this pile of pizzas. And I would drink them all. Yeah. I would drink them all. Well, I did feel drinky. I'm not going to lie about that. And I did 
as I was drinking those NA hop waters that I like, I was drinking them alcoholically for sure. Um, it wasn't alcohol, so thank goodness. But my behavior kicked into that fight or flight. Um, what's going to soothe? What's going to self-soothe? How can I make myself feel better? Will these chocolate chips <laughs> do it? And I know it kind of sounds like it was so gross, the combination together drinking that, um, what I was drinking <laughs> with the chocolate chips, but I didn't care. Um, but <laughs> again, I don't beat myself up because I'm like, victory, I didn't drink alcohol. So if my mm -hmm. behavior was that of, um, you know, alcoholically drinking something, well, at least it wasn't bottle of wine and at least it wasn't, or like you said, three, um, I definitely wanted to numb. And I think because of all of these years of doing the types of things we do and talk about and toolboxes and all of those things were with me too. Um, but I showed up how I showed up and that's good for me to know and, um, more information for, um, the next time I feel emotionally not safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I checked in. So um, Wednesday evening, <clears throat> you know, I fessed up to our secret Facebook group and it's like I went to the store and came back with pizzas instead of wine, you know, just kind of um, doing a temperature check in the room in the in the um, Facebook group. And how was everybody? Was really good check in. Yeah, good check in. Lots of Lots of, um, yeah, Doritos, um, let me see what else. <laughs> some people were doing workouts, but lots of pasta, lots of bowls of pasta, right. um, some Taco Bell nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, just knowing that, yeah, just that just that check-in, just that thread of like, how are you doing? How are you doing? Are you doing okay? How are you doing? You know? Yeah. Um, was just an, what I needed. Oh, I'll have to go check in. I have been, yeah, my internet has been horrible, Sandra, and to feel so disconnected in a time that already feels disconnected. It was like double disconnection and to sit, have to sit with my feelings and just be with me was very uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Um, it did it, of course, but um, yeah, I don't even know that I thought about that as a tool about the group. I couldn't think of anything quite, you know, I just was a little, uh, and so then yesterday when I reached out to you, I was like, we should talk about this, you know, we should, uh, we should talk about this and air this on Monday. And I'm sure we're not alone in our feelings. So. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I don't even think we have to, um, do an unruffle toolbox. I think we have <laughs> check in with your online groups and the unruffled podcast, <laughs> pizza, um, uh, hot yeah, showers, yeah. <laughs> um, chocolate chips, scissors, right? <laughs> yes. Those are, uh, use all of those if you wish. And, um, yeah, and I hope that there's going. I hope that this uh, is not going to be repeated. Um, yeah, and all I. This is the part where it might sound cliche, but just I only have these twenty four hours. I can't future trip about this because that's where I started to go to, and worried and have fear 
of the unknown or what's coming. And um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I just have today. So I'm just, I'm grateful to touch base and talk with you about it, Sandra. And yeah, you hit the nail on the head about who's in charge management. Like I thought the government was like managing some situations here and um, mm -hmm. to really kind of boil it down that the manager is me and the manager is sobriety. Um, right. And that um, I don't have to lead myself because bad things are happening in the world um, can affect change and do the small things that we do. Um, and yeah, and coming here and like, again, texting with you just a little bit that I did made me feel so much better because you told me kind of what was going on. Um, and I didn't really get that until yesterday, what had gone on fully when I, you know, the day after. So the day of, I just was this unknown kind of um, the bardo, I guess, kind of this purgatory mm -hmm. of not quite only knowing a little bit of information and that felt uh, like scarcity. So that put me into that fear, fear mode, but. Yeah. So I hope this is helpful in some way, or just to know that um, you're not alone if you're listening to this and if you had any of those similar feelings. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you did drink, um, you, you know, I mean, I think, I think a lot of us have thought about that. Like, like would I drink if the worst thing happened, you know, would I drink? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, if, if, if this was your worst thing that could happen, you know, and, and you did drink, um, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. And, um, I just hope that, you know, it strengthens anyone's resolve then yeah. to just keep, keep, keep trying. Yeah. Can begin again. And yeah, just focus on these next 24 hours on what you have control over. It felt out of control the other day in so many ways. So yeah, I get that too. And um, yeah, if anybody is not part of our secret Facebook group and they want to join, you can just send me or Sandra a message on Facebook um, and we'll add you. And we have Get Unruffled Zoom calls every Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific, um, 11 Central and 12 noon Eastern. And it's a beautiful space for women to come and share what's on their heart and minds and um, be supported. And we hold space for that. And that's been happening since really the pandemic started. And I love that part um, of what we do, Sandra. It's been very fulfilling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. And the details are all on our secret Facebook page under events. And, but it's every Sunday, the same Zoom link, the same password. Um, and, and a lot of the same ladies, which I'm loving how we're getting to know one another in there. It's yeah. Been really nice. It's been really nice. Okay. Well, next week we'll have Natha Campanella on, and I hope that you guys enjoy her and thanks for letting us do this little kind of impromptu pod. Yes. Yeah. All right. Have a good All day. Right. Well, everybody go get under their blankets. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, an Afghan on my couch that I've been under all week, Sandra, that my friend yeah. Angie made me, you met Angie and uh, yes, that I have been underneath that and it's heavy. And uh -huh. it's good. It feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye friend. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. 
Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.